Hello and welcome for another show of the Blue Family Unity Show. I'm Elsa Kurt, your host, and today's guest is pretty awesome. I'm really excited to bring on. He is the voice of common sense. So I don't want to keep you waiting. I want to get started. So let's go. part of the law enforcement family, this is your show. Here we talk about all things Leo family life, the good, the bad, the funny and the sad, and everything in between. There is strength in numbers. I am one person. I've got a damn loud voice and I'm not afraid to use it. But what we need to do is get every single person who's pissed off with a loud voice together and raise our voices so that way there these people once and for all understand that we will not have our rights trod upon. Do not tread on me. Amen. All right. I don't know about you, but I'm so fired up after watching that. So we're going to be talking to Keith Hansen from the Keith Hansen Show. Keith Thank you so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, let's let's talk about that fiery speech you made there. Uh, first, tell us where you were at. Where where was this at? So that was right in front of the uh, state capitol. Uh, the appropriate. It's very appropriate. If you notice, most of your state capitals are under gold domes, and it's kind of interesting yes. that that seems to be a perfect metaphor because it's uh, it's almost becomes a a, a, a church to power and to money and to, and to, to, to the physical manifestation of wealth and power. Um, mm-hmm. it, it really has become a, 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 a church to a lot of these people. And I was thinking about it. You know, we have this, and liberals love to, to flaunt the separation of church and state. Um, it, it, you can't separate church and state when the state is your church. And unfortunately, that's Absolutely. really what's happening. Yeah, so that was and, the, and uh, the state capital in, in Concord, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. on uh, the 1st of January of this year. Okay. Yeah, that was uh that was pretty awesome. Like I said, it's gotten me fired up and and I th- you know, I think you you kind of spoke what so many of us are feeling, so many conservatives, so many people with just simply common sense who maybe weren't even conservative before all of this madness, this liberal insanity. And now, you know, more and more people I think are waking up and seeing what's going on and seeing exactly that, that the, um, this has become this liberal, radical liberal mindset has become a, a religion to, to them. And it's, and I mean, it's really a sickness and and I hate to call it a religion almost, but, uh, it's, it's truly a sickness and, uh, people are really waking up and seeing that this is a problem. This is destroying our country. I mean, all you have to do is go into the grocery store, um, you know, to, to see some of the ramifications of these crazy ideas that they have. Um, so I want to know a little bit about how you got there, how you got here to this point. What's, what's your background? 
Well, background is uh, in law enforcement in a variety of capacities, everything from running juvenile impact incarceration programs to patrol officer to uh, I did some time as a, as a, a federal security police officer overseas, um, security contractor, and then um, back to uh, civilian law enforcement domestically and then eventually just into the training world. Now I travel around the country uh, and I deliver uh comprehensive uh, federal level active shooter response, tactical counterterrorism, and uh, tactical medical training programs. Wow, very impressive. Um, the, the world of law enforcement, of course, over the past several, several years has become uh, so toxic and, and not because of law enforcement, but because of society and societies or certain members of society's perceptions of law enforcement. Were you on the job uh, during any of the, the height of this or have you, you been, um, are you retired or no? No, I'm retired. Um, always okay. on the precipice of going back in, just really mm-hmm. trying to determine. It's, you know, it's it's difficult up here, especially because uh, in New England, um, I've, I've had a number of, of agencies that I, I have worked with in a non-sworn capacity, but training that have said, geez, you know, you should really come on board. Um, the problem is people know my face, they know my name. Um, and mm-hmm. so imagine getting imagine, you know, getting stopped for a speeding violation by the guy who does the the crazy right wing conservative shock jock who does your morning drive show. And you just happen to have a Bernie Sanders sticker on your car. You can see how there's going to be some allegations. She's, you know, you, you targeted me. No, I didn't target you. You were, you know, doing 20 over the speed limit. That's why I called you called attention to yourself. But, uh, but, you know, people are, rarely in this society are going to take responsibility for their own actions. They're going to look for excuses mm-hmm. and try to point the finger at somebody and say, oh, it wasn't because I did something wrong. It's because you targeted me because of some type of bias or some type of bigotry or some type of mm-hmm. everything else like that. So, um, you know, it's really not advantageous when you're an outspoken conservative media figure to, uh, you know, to, to do that. Unfortunately, I have to look at it and say, what's really the viability and where are my, uh, where, where am I, where am I in a, what capacity am I best? Uh, and I, and I enjoy the training aspect, to be honest with you. I, I really mm. do. I, I, I like working on redefining what training is in law enforcement. Uh, it's very cookie cutter, it is um, it is it is not dynamic. And so mm-hmm. I work with specifically with a team for curriculum development, uh, work extensively with behavioral psychologists to understand how people learn and what is a better mechanism to teach what it is that we teach our frontline officers to keep them alive mm-hmm. while they're doing their jobs. That's it. Absolutely. Um, so are you seeing funding issues with uh, with all of that? I mean, because, you know, everybody wants to defund the police, but of course, they still want the police to do all of the things that they want mm-hmm. them to do uh, just with zero funding. Has that affected the type of training that you do? I could be honest with you, not really. As a matter of fact, um, was in a training in Ohio uh, just a couple of months ago. And the money that was being used to fund that training was from fiscal year 2019 because COVID shut everything Mm -hmm. down for so long that there's still budgetary allocations that are being burned up from two years ago. So there's still money out there. Um, And, you know, it depends on whether or not it's a federal program, if it's a, uh, 
Uh, and and I'm not a I'm not a Fed. There's just programs that I mm-hmm. teach that are federally funded, federally recognized that are spread throughout the entire country uh, in terms of standardization. So um, there's there's local money, there's state money, um, and to be honest with you, a lot of the programs if they're federally funded are are free for the local officers. The only cost to the individual agency would be, uh, in essence, just the staffing, just the either the pay rate or the overtime for the officers to attend that. But for the uh, for the agencies themselves to be able to offer that program, host that program, and have their officers attend, there's no tuition cost for it uh, because there are federal dollars that are available to underwrite that. So. In light of, uh, we just recently had two police officers, young police officers commit suicide back to back uh, in Florida. Um, The stigma of mental health is a huge topic right now, uh, one that should be addressed, of course. I'm curious, in your experience, uh, in your time on the job, uh, did you see that as much then as we're having now? Um, not on a firsthand basis, meaning that I, I haven't been in a patrol sworn capacity since, uh, 2015, 2014. Um, prior to that, there really wasn't a lot of emphasis on it. Everybody just did their thing. There was some talk and some grumbling, but, uh, I mean, aside from that, it's, it's not the way that it is today. As a matter of fact, on, on, on my show, and I'm sure you and your listeners are familiar with, uh, Sheriff David Clark. Um, I've, I've had Sheriff Clark on my program a number of times. And uh, recently, about six months ago, when I had him on, I asked him, what would be the advice that you would give to a young person who's looking to embark in a career in law enforcement? And he said, I have one word for that person. Don't. And that was heartbreaking because it is a very noble profession. And to, to hear somebody as, as, as elevated as he is um, in, in, in such a, a position of prominence that he is, to hear him make the suggestion to somebody who wants to get into that as a career, don't, um, it's, it's very disheartening. The federal government is doing a fantastic job of trying to discredit this industry. They're doing a fantastic job of trying to smear the individuals who make up this industry. And I, I think there's a larger motive there. I, I'm the kind of person that I'm not satisfied with just what I'm seeing. I want to know why. I want to know what the root causes are. Um, and ultimately, I think this goes back to what Obama talked about with a, a national police force. Um, I think it really is to degrade the morale of local police departments and to get police departments under the threat of lawfare to back down, to say, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to get involved because if we do, somebody's going to wind up flinging a federal lawsuit at us. And so it's just not worth it to get involved. And so as faith in law enforcement deteriorates, the morale of the officers deteriorates, more and more people leave the job, more and more people retire early. They can't fill the ranks. And so they create a vacuum that needs to be Mm -hmm. filled with some type of operation under the Airfingers quote, auspices of public safety. So it empowers the federal government to step in and say, okay, now we're going to create a national police force, which is a terrifying thought to anybody who understands both the Constitution, specifically the Tenth Amendment, um, that uh, this is not something that should be federalized at all, because then marching orders don't come from the state capitol or from your local town. They come from Washington, D.C. And can you think of a single body that is more disconnected from the vast swaths of America? America than Washington, D.C. There's a reason why they call it a swamp. Absolutely. Uh, I, I could not possibly agree with you more. The, I, I think you're absolutely accurate with this. And um, it, it's it's terrifying. It really is. And, and it's terrifies me because 
so many people don't see this and they think, you know, they look at anybody who says the things that we say or, or sees the things that we see, and, you know, right away throws the, oh, conspiracy theorist label. And all you have to do is take one look at history to understand what's happening and what they're doing. And, and what makes it terrifying is how easily they've done what they've already done. Um, and I agree this, I think this is their push. This has been their motive all along. Um, I think the, the quiet conservatives, like the moderate Americans have, have been so busy with the business of life that they haven't had time, uh, or energy to notice what's going on. And I hope to God that they are waking up and they're seeing this. And now I personally, I honestly have to tell you, I don't, how do we fight this? I, I don't know how to fight this. I don't know how to turn this around. Um, I, you know, and I know, and I agree with what a, every, well, actually everything that you said in, in your speech that we showed earlier um, and, and the full one, you really have to, everybody has to go watch that uh, to get the full scope of it. Um, but we do need to do something. We need to step up. We need to get involved. And, uh, that was kind of your, your speech up there to a, a, a call to action, basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, and the speech that you're encouraging people to watch was, I mean, it was in two parts. It was a five minute opener, rah, rah, rah speech. Um, and then mm -hmm. I, I, I got back up at the end of it because people were asking just that, tell us what to do, tell us what we need to do. Um, so I got back up and I said, listen, I'm going to tell you exactly what it is that you need to do, because I, I've had firsthand experience with this. Um, and that is getting involved with your local party. And I'm not talking about running as a candidate um, for elected office. I do not. I have not ever been, nor do I ever want to be in a publicly elected position. I don't want to be mayor. I don't want to be. I've had I've had over three dozen people, um, some of whom are sitting state senators who have said to me over the past couple of weeks, Keith, you need to run for governor. Nope, not a snowball's chance in hell. Not going to do it. Not interested. Um, but what I did say at this meeting was with 200 people, this is specific to New Hampshire. Now, I don't know, you know, it's going to differ based upon what, what state you happen to be in. Um, but for us here in New Hampshire, we can change what is happening and we can change significantly our political landscape in less than a year with 200 people. It's that mm -hmm. easy. Um, but the problem is, is people don't understand what the process is. And what I'm talking about is the party itself in your respective state. Now, I'm going to use New Hampshire as an example. Of course, we have a two-party system. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, whether you think the two-party system is complete BS, whether you're a libertarian, doesn't matter. The bottom line is that we're not going to reinvent the wheel and we're not going to get anywhere trying to reinvent the wheel. We have to work within the existing system and we have to mm -hmm. co-opt it. And I was having a conversation with Juan about this last night, the producer. And I said to him, here's, here's the issue, because there was a comment that somebody had left on one of the social media. I, I have disconnected myself from social media because I can't stand mm -hmm. it. I think it will be ultimately determined to be the death of society. It is such a destructive force in our society, especially when it comes to kids. But the foregoing notwithstanding, Juan posted one of my videos onto uh, a particular social media site that I can't stand, um, but it got some good traction. It got some good hits. And there was one comment. Oh, I know which one. Made, you, know, you know exactly <laughs> yeah. the comment that. Um, I know. Uh, do, you, do you happen mm -hmm. to have that comment? 
Do you happen to have it by chance or could you could you reference? I it? don't, I don't have Juan. It. If you're a if you're there, Juan, pull it up if you have it. We we need that up. Yeah, Juan, if, if, you, if you happen to have that, pull pull it up. And if you can no, actually no get pressure. it up on the screen. Um, yeah, that would be you great. Could pop it up on the screen, that would be great because I'd I'd love to be able to directly reference it. And it's not to it's not to refute it, it's not to engage in an argument with the sure. individual. I think it's an, mm -hmm. it's it's a great example of the lack of understanding of the process. And I saw it not as a challenge, but more of as mm -hmm. an opportunity to teach. It really became a, a teachable moment there. That's the, the big thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, in, uh, in and the, you're not wrong. In, in, the, in the Middle Ages, um, mm -hmm. the Holy Roman Empire, my apologies to anybody who's Catholic. I'm a recovering Catholic. So um, I had a classical Catholic education. In the in the in the Middle Ages, the language of Latin was spoken only by the educated class and by the members of the church. And they controlled people through language. They controlled people through a basic understanding and dissemination of knowledge. If you were deemed worthy of being amongst an elite or leadership class, you would learn Latin. And if you were a commoner, you would not. So people were controlled by language and an mm -hmm. understanding of that language, that language permitting them to participate in a process that without knowing the language, they would not be open or privy to understanding. And it's the same thing with the political process here. The political process is very simple, but mm -hmm. people don't understand it. And if they don't understand it, then they can't get involved with it. So um, uh, the comment is, you want to keep an evil system going. First of all, I have to stop and just say, love the, you know, I'm, I'm that geek. I love the punctuation and, you know, the ground. I love all of that. It makes me so happy to see. But anyhow, you want to keep an evil system going. You think you can just vote them out. They're bought and paid. You got to starve the snake, sacrifice and get un. Unco. I don't know what Unco is. Did they run out of Did they run out of uh, characters to write there? So that's off of your your uh, all time favorite app. It sounds like Keith. Um, and yes. I'm going to say the yeah. word. That wonderful place called TikTok. That wonderful yes, place called TikTok. TikTok which, where... by the way, I refer to TikTok as the social media platform that is populated largely by some of the stupidest human beings on the planet. Especially when you look at the maximum amount of time that you can do something on TikTok, because it really it's it is it is designed for people with with the attention span of a gnat. Um, but have you noticed? Hate it. You, I mean, this is like a, an epidemic of of people who have like no, you know, have. I'm saying they make no time for anything. So it's so bad that mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but I see it all the time. Like on one of the other social media apps that you probably hate Facebook. I see when they have articles, mm -hmm. it tells you mm -hmm. how long it will take you to read it. So it's like, you know, people say, oh, this, if you, if I click on this, it's going to take me about three minutes to read this. And people are like, oh God, three minutes is too long to get this information. Let me scroll. You know? So I, I think like the yeah. average is like, it maxes out at three minutes that they feel like mm -hmm. they can hold people's attention span. Uh, that does not say much at all for us as a society that um, we have exactly zero patience. Three minutes worth of patience. If you want examples of that, just just you know, drive in society or uh, go to mm -hmm. the supermarket and you see people who have zero tolerance and zero patience, and uh, mm -hmm. it's it's a real problem. But but to, but but getting back to this comment, 
Um, mm-hmm. it, it's and and I I'm co- it's covered over one. If you can put that put that back up on the screen again, because I want to address it here. I'd rather have that than my mug up on the screen for just the time being. Um, you want to keep an evil system going. No, I don't want to keep an evil system going. But what I want to do and what I'm encouraging people to do is to co-opt that system and take it over. And I'm not talking through violent revolution or any of that garbage. Um, I'm saying using the existing mechanisms that exist within that system, uh, you think you can just vote them out. We're not talking about elected officials. And this is where I think people need to listen. And, and I would just, this would be the suggestion again for this Mad Max 3-2 or Max Mad 3-2-1 thing, person. Listen to understand and comprehend, not just to formulate a response, because I explained exactly what needs to happen in, in, that, uh, in that presentation, in that speech. And I said this to Juan yesterday, so I'm going to clarify. If you have a corporation that has rotten culture, it's just, it's cancerous. And I'll, I would ask you this, Elsa. If you have a problem and you have a cancerous corporation, do you eliminate the labor or do you replace the management? Right. It would be a no-brainer, right? It, it should be a no-brainer, but it doesn't seem to be a no-brainer right. in, in right. practical yeah. or in, um, in operation, I guess. So yeah. just for clarification's sake, you're saying eliminating the management or replacing the management would yes. be appropriate. Right. And that's exactly what right. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about voting out because you know what? They're all the same. Politicians are mm-hmm. all the same. They really are. Um, I was doing an interview with a, uh, a candidate for governor. And I, I think I took him by surprise. He was he was definitely taken aback by my initial approach with him, which was I'm not here to kiss mm-hmm. your ass, um, and I, and I'm I'm not starstruck by you because you're a gubernatorial candidate. In fact, I'm mm-hmm. going to now handle you with a degree of skepticism. So I opened the interview up with him by asking him, "What? Tell me why you're different. Tell me you're the one guy out of ten thousand people who is mm-hmm. actually going to do this right. You're standing in front of me." And you want me to interview you and ask you questions in which you're going to throw me answers that are designed to get people to believe that you are Joe Constitution, that you understand freedom and liberty and you understand the rights of the people and all this stuff. And you know what? I've heard that a million times before. I heard that from Bush. I heard that from Romney. I heard that from Marco Rubio when he was campaigning in South Florida when I lived down there. I've heard this from every single person who has ever run for office. I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to be the savior. I'm going to walk on water, all this garbage. And they never do it. So why should I believe you? At this point, because I don't I don't believe politicians any more than I would believe a used car salesman. Oh, it's a cream puff. You're never going to have any problems with it. I'm going to drive it off the lot and have to call a tow truck because you lied to me. And that's what politicians do. They lie. They tell you what you want to hear. So that way there you vote for them. And it's as much a Mm -hmm. Democrat issue as it is a Republican issue. They capitalize off opportunity and they lie. So that way there they can get into a position that enriches them and guarantees a future for their posterity. It's ultimately what it boils That's down so to. That's so true. And well, My, the sad irony, the sad irony of that yeah. is that the people we would actually want to see in office are the people that will never in a million years run for office. People like you, people like my all-time favorite, you're probably going to laugh at me, but my, my favorite, favorite guy is uh, Mike Rowe. Uh, he would be like a dream oh, yeah, interview yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah. 
love yeah. him to pieces. But, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, just down to earth, real people um, who don't do things for the sake of ego and uh, they do it for the good of of others or the whole. And these are not the people that we're going to actually see running. So um, it, it's it's so disheartening when you think of that. You know, you, so you know, I, I maybe, maybe that's my roundabout way of saying can maybe maybe you can run. Come on now. <laughs> Elsa, you well, froze. No. You have to. Second, guys. Elsa, I froze. froze. Oh, I see it. All right, what can I do? Go out and back in again? I guess, and let's give that a try. Uh, By the way, that's a great picture. I'm gonna have to take a picture of that. That is. Oh, I would screenshot perfect. that. I was. Yes. Yeah, that, that is. Yeah. Sorry. Damn you both. It always pauses right <laughs> at the perfect time. Damn it. <laughs> Guys are evil. Okay. There we go. We're back. Can't on. mess with my van. Look, and you got my scratch on my nose again. Oh, you've got material for days, Juan. For oh, days. Yeah. Okay, continue. All right. Where? What the hell was I saying? I don't even know when I froze. You talk about micro. Oh, you were you that... were joining the you were joining the masses of people that want me to uh, to run. Oh you yes, said, that's you, exactly you right. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, so... even, even you run. Yeah, and I'll and I'll be more than happy to tell you why that's not going to happen. Tell me why that's not going to happen. Why can't we get you to run? Because you're exactly the type of person that we need to run. Do it. Well, because, no I, well, first of all, here in here in New Hampshire, um, I mean, there's there's 400 people, 400 elected people in our state house. Um, and it's it, we are the either the second or the third. We, we've got a population, state population of 1.3 million people. Um, but we have the third largest legislative body in the English speaking world. Uh, it, it's just I mean, there's there's literally an elected representative for every like one thousand two hundred and fifty people or, or something. Wow. Um, and they're in there for two years and they get paid one hundred bucks a year and they're one voice out of, you know, a, a sea of four hundred. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Um, one, you know, and, and here's the thing, I think. You know, I, I I talk about the the Marco Rubios, and I talk about I was involved in Marco Rubio's campaign back when he was a nobody in South mm. Florida, um, and I mean this was he was there were people who were looking at him like a messiah. This is the guy who's going to go to Washington. He's going to do all these wonderful things. Um, and Trey Radel, uh, if you don't know who Trey Radel is, um, look up that abject failure. I mean, here's a guy who <laughs> was a conservative talk. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't, I don't, but I'm going to go look him okay. up. Marco Rubio, of course I know. So, so here's yeah. a guy for years and years and years who was the conservative radio morning drive talk show host on 92.5 out of Fort Myers, uh, Daybreak with Trey Radel. Um, and he gets into politics. He goes to D.C. He gets elected. Um, he's a smooth talker. He promises the world he's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's a constitutionalist, all this stuff. Um, and he winds up resigning four months later, a disgrace after he gets caught buying cocaine from an underage dealer around gay male prostitutes. It, it's, you know, like, what the hell happened? You were supposed to be yeah. this amazing, amazing guy. And four months later, you're a disgrace. And, you know, mm. it, it's, it's something happens to people yeah. when they get into elected official elected positions. And I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's, if it's just the people that they're around um, or if I think they realize that they're one person and one person individually isn't going to save the entire process. They can serve right. as a catalyst and an inspiration for other people. 
Mm-hmm. I, that's why I don't I don't necessarily see the viability of a person who wants to create change. That would be like me saying, well, geez, I really don't like the, the culture of Facebook. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go and I'm going to get a job as a computer programmer. and I'm going to change the entire corporation. No, mm-hmm. you're not. You're going right. to learn to play ball or you're going to be mm-hmm. shoved in a janitorial right. closet somewhere and never see the light of day. Sure. And so that's exactly what becoming an elected official to me is mm-hmm. like. I want to change the culture of a corporation. So I'm going to go work for the corporation and change it from mm-hmm. within. No, I'm going to become part of the management team says, sure. no, you're a cancer. Sure. You're gone. Right. And that management team is mm-hmm. the party itself. Mm-hmm. So in our case, now we're bringing it home and we're going to get to the point here. In New Hampshire and with every mm-hmm. other state, you have a Republican or a Democrat committee. You mm-hmm. have your state party and your state party fundraises and backs materially candidates who are going to be running for state level positions. Now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there seems to be some blurring the lines between state races and federal races. Um, here in the good old Granite State, our Republican Party spends more time worrying about federal candidates than it does local mm-hmm. candidates. We have to understand that we are an independent, sovereign state under 10th Amendment that operates in a larger body, the United States of America. And so we send delegates to Washington, D.C., so that way they're the federal delegation. Uh, at least we have, we should, at least in theory, have accurate and and effective representation within that mm-hmm. federal body. Um, that's a story for a different day. We want to mm-hmm. focus again on the state. And all politics start off local. And if you think about right. it, well, okay, let's let's if I want the answer to a socio-political question, I'm gonna to go to the constitution first. And then mm-hmm. I'm gonna to go to the state constitution, then I'm gonna to go to my state statutes, then I'm gonna to go to my city charters. I want to see mm-hmm. what they say all the way down to my town charters. All local, all politics starts off local. Mm-hmm. I have more. I have more controls that are put on me on a local and state level than I do on a federal level. Mm-hmm. So why don't we change the management of the party that is responsible for propping up and vetting candidates? I'll give you a perfect example. My morning drive talk show that I did in New Hampshire for four years, um, a high ranking member of the Republican Party came to me on a Wednesday morning and said, hey, I want to get on your show tomorrow morning, that being Thursday, because I want to put out a call for people to file to run for state rep and state Senate seats. Mm hmm. The problem was the following day, Friday Mm -hmm. at midnight, was the deadline to file. So my question was, and I said to him, um, and I have no problem using his name, Joe Sweeney. And Joe Mm -hmm. calls me and and says, hey, I want to get on your show. And I said, Joe, of course, I'm going to give you the time. It's not a problem. You you don't have to ask for it. Just tell me when you want to come on. You can come on. But I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, why are you waiting until 60, six, zero hours before the deadline to put out a call? It's not like somebody like, you know, puts down their fork, looks at their wife and says, you know what? I think I'm going to run for state senate. (laughs) No. Right. There's a lot of... 
there's a lot of soul searching that has to go in. And there's also a cost benefit analysis. I mean, what do I do Mm -hmm. for a living? And can I afford to take time off to go to Concord or to my, you know, whatever your state capital is um, on a daily basis during legislative sessions to do this? And some people have the ability to do it and some people don't. But the bottom line is that it's not a decision that's literally going to be made over the evening pork chops. It's probably something that's going to be taking some time. So why are you waiting 60 hours before the deadline to put this call out. Why wasn't this a call that was first put out a year ago and then followed up three or four weeks later and then another follow-up three or four weeks later? No, because it's an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Because leadership, at least in our New Hampshire party, and I'm sure that this is probably similar in a lot of other states, is absolutely inept. Right. If we learn and study history, we learn that the only thing that these people, and I'm speaking specifically to the members of our state Republican Party, the only mm-hmm. thing that these people learn from history is that they learn nothing from their own history. Right. They boil everything down to money. Everything sure. is money. Absolutely. Money, 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 money. We don't have enough yes. money. We don't have enough money. We've got to, we've got to raise more money. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's, and I've, and I've challenged the chairman of right. the Republican Party right. on this. Okay, so let's assume for a money that the uh, for a minute that the money fairy drops three million dollars into your account. Mm-hmm. Just hypothetically speaking, you have the money. You're telling these people that money's the problem. So let's assume that money's no problem. Let's right. push past that. Tell me what your plan is. When people donate to their local party, they're making an investment. Maybe not a monetary investment that's going to come back to them in the form of of their capital return to them plus an annualized monetary return. But they're looking for an investment. If I invest money into a political party, that political party is going to spend that money on candidates that are going Mm -hmm. to give me a return in the form of decreased regulation, decreased taxes, increased standards of living lower unemployment numbers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's your plan. And like with any investment vehicle, any savvy investor before they stroke a check is going to say, well, show me your prospectus. Show me Mm -hmm. your private placement memorandum. Show me what the plan is that you intend to use to return us to profitability and Mm -hmm. to beyond just returning my initial investment actually provide some return on that, some annualized Mm -hmm. return. And that's where the whole plan falls apart because they haven't thought past the emotional knee-jerk campaign issue of, well, we just need money. They'll chalk Mm -hmm. it up to if they lose, and this is where it's really important, the the individual parties, they need to perform a post-mortem. They need to perform Mm -hmm. an autopsy on their election Mm -hmm. cycles, on their losses, and on their wins. See, in 2020... We took we got shellacked in 2018, 2016. It was it was a, a landslide for Republicans mm-hmm. and the Republican Party, at least in the state of New Hampshire, came out and said, well, you know, this is you know, this is we did such a great job. Oh, pat ourselves on the back. Great job. We mm-hmm. were out there. We were campaigning. No, you weren't. It was because mm-hmm. the gravitational pull of Trump. I could have put right. Republican next to a rhesus monkey and the rhesus monkey would have gotten elected because Trump had a <laughs> gravitational pull that was a right. force never before seen in the landscape of American politics. So true. What happened so, was so true. in 2018, 
because we run in two-year cycles here in New Hampshire. In 2018, we got our asses kicked. And it wasn't just mm -hmm. a little. It was a lot. We lost mm -hmm. control of everything. We lost control of our House. We lost control of our Senate. We lost control of, and we don't have a lieutenant governor. We have a five-person okay. executive council that votes on budgets mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. We lost control of the executive council. The only thing that we retained was His Royal Highness Christopher T. Sununu, who is a Republican in name only. Mm -hmm. Everything else went to the Democrats. The, the, the Republicans couldn't figure out why they lost. They mm -hmm. had no concept of why they lost. They came out and said, oh, well, the Democrats outspent us. It's not about money, because remember, if it were about money, Donald Trump never would have won the first in the nation primary in New Hampshire. Yeah. It would have been Jeb Bush, who up until right. the first in the nation primary had pissed mm -hmm. out a hundred million dollars. Right. Trump at that point, because he was a master of of, of earned of, of, of earned exposure, of earned marketing. One million dollars to Jeb Bush's one hundred million and Jeb right. Bush lost. And more to the point, it wouldn't be Joe Biden sitting in the White House right now who lost to Trump right. or who, who was cheated out of, you know, it would have been Michael Bloomberg because Michael Bloomberg yep. was the top spender in that race. Right. In fact, and, and Tom Steyer had the money, if he really wanted to make them make the investment to have outspent Mike Bloomberg. It's not about mm -hmm. money. So now we go right. into 2020 election. And everybody thinks that, oh, it's, you know, people are, 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 are just tired of, of, of uh, Democrat policies and everything else like that. And that's why we, we, we retook the House, we retook the Senate, we retook the Executive mm -hmm. Council, and we retained the, the governorship. So it's a, a solid quadfecta here in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And it's, yeah, this it's is not a brilliant political strategy coming out of right. the Republican Party. Right. It's because the Democrats stayed home. The Democrats mm -hmm. never left the basement. They were right. so paranoid of the Rona that they never yes. came out. They never so did. It's not, That's and, true. And, 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 and it's funny because it took two days for the New Hampshire mm -hmm. Democrat Party to arrive at that conclusion. The Republican Party still hasn't mm -hmm. figured that out. They just right. think it's because, oh, people right. love us. And this mm -hmm. is part of the natural cycle of things. Right. So it, it's there's there's no lessons learned from history. No, the no, there really is isn't. To, to summarize this, what people need to do is they need to learn what the process is for their respective state. They mm -hmm. have to become members of their county committees. They have to become elected officials, not elected officials, but they have to become um, voting members of mm -hmm. their state delegation. And they have to attend their annual committee and vote for the people who actually make the decisions as to what happens in their party. And this is not a public office. Right. So when you say- I think we have, a, we have a video. I think we have a video about that. Yeah, we have a video about that. Yeah, yeah. Get elected. Get on that board. Become a delegate. Get elected to be a delegate so you can be one of the 450 people who votes next January for the leadership for that party. And it doesn't have to be in this building. Look at who your town tax collector is. Look at who's on your library committee. Nashua allowed a transgender drag queen story hour. Library trustees are elected positions. If you're a constitutional conservative Christian, get onto your school committee. Get onto your library trustee board. Become dog catcher. Become tax collector.
Become a board of selectmen member. You have to get involved on a local level. We may not be able to change Washington, D.C., but we can change what happens right here in the Granite State. The state motto, live free or die, beautiful catchphrase, right? Sununu wants to get rid of the dies, just live free. But how do you live free when you're walking into a store and being told you have to mask up, you have to have a jab in order to keep your job? Local government counts. You may not be able to change in one generation what happens in D.C., but you can change within the next year what happens right here in the Granite State. You have to get pissed off, you have to get vocal, and you have to get involved. It's not somebody else's fight. It's your fight. Do it! There you have it. So listen, I've got to go get involved right now because again, you fired me up and I'm, I'm ready to go do something spectacular. Uh, no, okay. In all honesty, I, I am also not somebody who would ever run for any kind of office whatsoever. So, but it fires me up to get other people fired up. Is that fair? Is that a mm-hmm. fair assessment? <laughs> no, absolutely. And I mean, it really is as simple as you have, you have counties. And, and I, right. I don't I don't know what what county you're in, but you have a county Republican committee. So right. you can become a member of your county as long as you're a registered Republican, mm-hmm. um, you can become a, a, a member of your county committee. And then you can mm-hmm. run to be a voting member to have a seat and have a say at your state annual convention where your Republican Party chairman, your Republican Party Mm -hmm. vice chairman, your Republican Party secretary, your Republican Party treasurer is elected. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you control your state party, Mm -hmm. then you control where the money goes and to which candidate that money goes. You control That's the such... tempo, you control mm-hmm. the attitude, you control the culture right. of your party. That's what's important. Right. That's such Again, empowering. It's, it's, you, know, you, 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 vote, you vote for, oh, we got to vote these people out. No, 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 no. Because you know what? Right. You're trapped in the same cycle. I don't know where mm-hmm. you are, Elsa, but where I come from, doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and expecting or hoping mm-hmm. for different results is the definition of a word that we don't really want to engage in when we're talking right. about politics, insanity, right. which is that's what it's mm-hmm. become. But every single cycle, we listen to the same BS rhetoric from the same type yeah. of people promising us the same thing and nothing ever manifests. But we always, oh, this is the election of a lifetime. Oh, this is the election mm-hmm. of a lifetime. Every single presidential mm-hmm. election cycle so that I can remember, this has been the election of a lifetime. We hear the same right. thing over and over again. Sky is falling, fear mongering, whatever. Listen, mm-hmm. you want to fix it? You got to root out the cancer at the leadership level, not at the not at the labor level. Because you got to remember, the right. people that are elected, they're the labor. You have to go after mm-hmm. management. You got to purge yep. management. You've got to clean out the cancers and repair the culture of that corporation. That is so perfectly said and and so accurate. Um, I we could go on, I think, for days on this. Or I could honestly, to be honest with you, I could listen to you talk about this for days because it's it's such a, a wealth of information and uh, empowerment, really, of how to get involved. Um, I would love to. I don't know if you will, but I would love to have you come back on the show again. Um, I don't know how I can bribe you. I'll get Juan to bribe you maybe. And and we will definitely talk more about this and uh, some of our other favorite topics. Uh, we, we were kind of sidebarring about law enforcement and some of the training. So I would love to have you back on maybe more than, more than once more uh, if, if we could sure. do that. And 
that would be so wonderful. I'm at your disposal anytime. I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate you. I know you have a flight to get to today, so I'm not going to keep you any longer. Uh, Thank you so, so much. Uh, This has been wonderful. Thanks for coming on the show. Elsa, thank you so much. God bless. And thank you to all of your listeners. God bless them. And keep the faith. We can do this. We can fix it. But people have to get angry. They have to get vocal. They have to get involved. Now's the time. Do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wise, no wiser words, words could have been spoken. So thanks again. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, there you had it from Keith Hansen, the uh, the man, the myth, the legend. That was just incredible. I feel like you need to watch that show twice and just listen again to to the things that he said. Uh, you can catch him also on Right America Media. So make sure you go give him a listen and a follow. And uh, we thank you guys for joining us. And we'll see you next time. You're part of the law enforcement family. This is your show. Here we talk about all things Leo family life. The good, the bad, the funny, and the sad, and everything in between. 